Hey guys, this is T, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show, and remember, stonks do go up. We had a T sighting in the Greasy Fucks this week, so I thought it was only right to uh, to have his intro on this show. Um, it is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, Josh. We are just two days away from Thanksgiving. This is our... Um, week 11 review and with that hello everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of the lovely hosts the garlic johnson we are joined as always by your other lovely hosts the joshua mitchell josh say hi to the folks out there bada bing bada boom we appreciate everyone who chats along in the Discord. I believe uh, we were active again today. We had Mick over the weekend. Al was uh, asking a bunch of questions we'll address later. And Walters gets in there as well. We appreciate people who check out the segment. Start times on the description below. Uh, it means they're paying attention to what's in the bio. And then we extra especially appreciate Mr. At Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram. The man responsible for all this art. Um, we appreciate you, Levi Oki, and we are thankful for you on this Thanksgiving in 2023. Josh, how you doing, pal? Bada bing, bada boom. Is that is you just gonna say that the whole pod? Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Jo- Josh, just said, okay. We're, we're only a couple days away from Thanksgiving, or as I like to call it, thanks taking all the food off the table. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Gar, how are you? You know what? I'm doing all right. Um, I, I, I'm more curious not to turn it back to you immediately, but um, how, how was the anniversary? I, we, I got a snap from you at the pot that melts. Um, it looked scrum diddly, uh, but how was the rest of your anniversary with uh, your lovely wife? It was good. I had a great time. We uh, obviously went out to the melting pot, and um, we um, ordered food that was delicioso. Um, we got the Wisconsin trio of cheeses with the bread and the pretzel bread. And, um, our server comes by and notices that we were just completely out of everything. And we're just sitting there staring off into space and he goes, do you guys want more bread? Yes, please. Comes back with just another stack of bread. And I was like, you, sir, just earned yourself a decent tip. Nice. And then the the carb lovers. And then we got the, we ordered the classic, which came with shrimp, pork, and then three different types of steak, I think, or no. One chicken and two steaks. And I nom 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 to gone all the way to town. And then Nikita had leftovers. So then I had it again the next day. Oh, um, you stole Nikita's leftovers, dude? Not for anniversary. She gave them to me. She okay, gave them to okay, me. Okay. okay. Um, and then for dessert, um, there were many different options that we were uh, debating on. There was like three of them on the list. And Nikita really wanted one. So as always, she wins. Um, and so we got, we tried the, um, turtle shell i don't even know what it was called but it was salted caramel essentially chocolate um which you know it was it was probably my third option on the list but um one of them was cookies and cream and i just thought that it sounded amazing because it had marshmallow fluff but at the same time i could see why you know if you want chocolate you don't want to go with something that's going to be marshmallow fluff and then yin and yang because i like white chocolate because that's my nickname little uh happy wife happy life josh sometimes just gotta let nikita have her turtles you know Yep, but then, see, I'm pretty sure that we figured out the system because the guy came by as we're finishing up kind of the last of our unique tray, or or not individual, but our dessert tray. So they come out with a tray that we share, and 
as we're finishing up, it comes by and he, this is your tab, you know, you can pay, um, you know, you can insert your card in here and then you could get, um, pay. And he did that while we're still kind of eating. And I was like, okay, so I'm pretty sure they have like a little thing on there where they notice like, um, how much you tip, like they get notified yep. and then they come back and go, do you want any, uh, do you guys are almost done. Do you guys want pick two more desserts? And I told Ooh. the kid, I was like, I bet you if I clicked on the 10%, that guy would come back with like a half of what we asked for and spit on it. <laughs> and like I said, if we put like 15%, he'd, he'd give us, you know, instead of like two little Rice Krispie squares, he'd give, he'd give us one rice little Rice Krispie square each and then one strawberry each. I said 20%, we're probably going to get two of each, like he said. And so when I put the 25% down, because he did a great job. job, he came back out and pretty sure... We could we could hear the uh, the dump truck backing up just beep <laughs> beep. But uh, yeah, and then I checked my bank account and I was like, yikes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you had such a good anniversary. That was uh, that was quite the tale, and I agree with you. I mean, you you know, ser- the servers that you take care of will take care of you. That's the way she goes. Although I, I will say I'm opposed to card tipping whenever I can help. I guess I don't know if you're a man who carries cash anymore. It is the year of our Lord 2023, but um, ca- cash or tipping cash is always better for everyone. So, um, other than that, glad that guy hooked you up, and I'm glad you hooked him up. Um, are we ready to get into the show, Mr. Mitchell? Yeah. All right, Josh, we are skipping the rhyming wrap-up this week because I have a couple other Thanksgiving specials that will come later in the show. So we're going to go ahead and move right into the fire in your gut. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Woo, Josh, I'm feeling like a fucking killer and I got some fire in my gut. Uh, It's apropos that Al has joined us in the crowd, Josh, because I only have one fire in my gut for time this week and uh, it's going to go a little something like this. My fire in my gut this week is people who count their chickens before they hatch, people who count their uh, chickens before they roost. Ah, I'll trash talk at the Lions too early. The fall off of the Lions was inevitable. And then what happened, Josh? Jad Goff, Dan Campbell, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery with the final score. They run, or I guess, no, that's not true. Aiden Hutchinson with the final score with the safety. Anyways, running down there. Winning the game, eight and two, Detroit Lions. Al, better call your sh- better be right if you're gonna call your shot like that next time. <clears throat> Josh, you got any fire in your gut this week? Yeah, um, I got a good fire. I got that rose to Um It's the locking in a playoff spot with three weeks left in the regular season. Always oh, gives you dude. a nice little. Yeah, I got it going in a couple leagues, so. Feeling great. I'm the only person to have locked down the uh, Victoria, or not Victoria's Secret, uh, deflate these balls uh, playoff spot. Brag about it. And I believe I am one of three in the champs branch out in the lockdown playoff spot. 
Nice. That's pretty good. Um, certainly, I think I only have a playoff spot officially locked in one league, and it's in the it's in the league of record for us on this pod, I guess. And I think I've had it locked in for a couple weeks already. Brad, I know, has been eliminated from the playoffs for a couple weeks, so poor Brad. But a couple um, years, probably. <laughs> it's been, Brad's had a tough go, but I, I'm right there with you, Josh. I've seen you. You're dominating out there. You're dominating the chance. Because I was checking out all the standings today as I was going through clearing all my sleeper notifications and getting the the note sheet ready for the show. I was like, God. Damn, Josh, you're on top in a couple spots. Well, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The podcast following the loss is going to be excellent. <laughs> excellent. All right, Josh, that was our fire in our gut. We're going to keep moving here. We're going to go to our senior trash correspondent, Forky. Josh, do you have a question for Forky? <laughs> Oh, I did write the first one. Forky, <laughs> what did Quentin Johnson tell Herbert after the game? I'm trash. Forky, what is Zach Wilson if he's getting benched for Tim fucking Boyle? Trash? Forky, what do vegetables on Thanksgiving say to vegetables other times of the year? You're just like me. Trash! <laughs> I like that third one, Josh. Oh, that was good. Which kind of leads us right into our next segment. That's right. It's the one offer that we've done three times now. Gar's Gut Thanksgiving Feast Edition. Gar, we're going to change it up a little bit. I don't have description because I didn't want you to get confuzzled like you have in the past. Yeah, my brain is too small. So I've got a list of some of our staples, I would say, in the Thanksgiving uh, um, plate. Mm -hmm. And... Next to them in parentheses is a kind of the description that was given to me on a website that was probably an opinion piece, but I don't care. Buzzfeed.com. I want you to give me a player, coach, or anything in the NFL related that you feel matches up with this food. Gar, who's your turkey of the season? The old reliable staple of every of everything Oof, the old rely dude that's a toughie honestly because especially after this year i mean for a long time i would say p riv right p riv was all reliable 197 what i maybe 200 something i don't remember how many starts in a row that guy had doesn't matter phil river was all reliable you could always count on that man being in the game uh then i probably would have the last couple of years i probably would have transitioned to Kirk cousins i mean Kirk cousins uh has been quite the iron man himself only missed a couple games and not because of injury one getting benched because of playoff position and then you know missed a covid game otherwise Kirk cousins has been all rely especially for the skull faithful um but i th- honestly josh i i don't you know i'll give that answer to say i don't really have an answer these days i you know nothing came to mind immediately um and maybe that's more disappointing than not but i think we're kind of in a transition period here for the nfl um some a lot of out with the old and in with the new but i don't really have an old reliable at the moment hopefully in a couple about, years i've got a new one what about in fantasy like is there is there like an old reliable that well, mike just... evans okay so he's your old reliable which you know, he's my cranberry sauce. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so he's in your lineup, set and forget type deal. Um, not bad. I would say my old reliable is disappointment for the Green Bay Packers fans. I'll, I'll change my answer to Keenan Allen, sorry. Okay, not bad. Um, next on the list, mashed potatoes. They're kind of the glue 
They're at every single Thanksgiving. They're the popular option. They're the one that people gather around because, you know, you can have the worst sides ever, but you're going to get graded on your mashed potatoes. So, Gar, who, who's that glue, that popular person? Who, the one that really brings everything together? I feel like kind of controversial maybe but i think i think uh josh allen would i think of the glue kind of kind of bringing the people together it, it always kind of brings the fantasy squad to where it needs to be i'm going josh allen okay all right i'm i, I mean i don't have any opinion on him either way what, or not him but just these foods in general if anything comes to mind i'll say something but perfect next on the list car we've got green bean casserole it's that Yin yang, that balance, the work life balance is what they said. It's the only opportunity. It's the only really, it's the only reason for you to put any sort of vegetable on your plate is the green bean casserole. Gart, who's the ba- who brings balance to the NFL? Whew, that, you know, Josh, these, I wasn't expecting to get so deep on the pod today. I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, balance to the NFL. I mean, that's got to be. You know, that's got to be Roger Goodell. That's got to be the man himself, Old Kamish. I mean, that guy, he was unpopular for plenty of years. He was kind of behind the times. Then I think within the last year or two, he's really kind of pushed himself forward. He's pushed a lot of, uh, you know, like Black Lives Matter type. Not not that, that exactly, but, you know, those types of initiatives. He's kind of gotten rid of the old bloated Susie G. Coleman, and now he's gone with the crucial catch. Um, you know, the the league is very prideful these days, like the LGBT. So I think, uh, I think there's a lot of balance with Roger Goodell. He's an old white at the end of the day, but he's been trying to push 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 the social stances of the league forward so when i think of balance i'm thinking of goodell the, the commission himself all right gravy something that you know it's exciting you know it's it's there it may not look exciting it's just this you know mo- mostly most places it's brown goop but you put it on your plate it gets everywhere and it actually adds to everything gar who's the exciting who's the gravy of the nfl the gravy of the NFL. God, again. Yeah, it brings I, excitement wherever he goes. Right. I, w- I wish I could have done a little bit of research. Um, just, just based on your description of brings excitement anywhere he goes, That's because uh, your description of it doesn't look that great. I can't, I can't, c- got, can't go with that. But just the, that brings excitement everywhere. That's got to be Pat Mahomes and or Tyreek Hill. Those guys are super electric. They're super freaks. Extra uber talented. Um, again, I can't endorse the doesn't look great uh, thing. Maybe you could argue that for Pat Mahomes. He's kind of goofy looking. But uh, if you're talking about exciting, that's got to be Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Absolute weapons. Yeah, I would say Travis Kelsey gets tossed in there because he's bringing Taylor Swift wherever he goes. Um, there you go. Moving on next, we've got stuffing. Um, stuffing, you know, it's, it's one of those things that easy to fill up on. Um, I know Ben has made a box of stuffing and eaten that just by himself. Oh, um, dude, the, the, sto- the stove top, dude? Yeah, that brings – and you know what? When I see stuffing, I think it's going to be a great day. Positivity. Who's, the, who's that, you know, that positive burst of energy in the NFL, whether it be on your fantasy team? Who's somebody that gets you excited when you see him on your team? Who's somebody that's excited when you – or gets you excited when you see him on TV? Just who are you stuffing, Gar? Josh, for me, um, this is mainly. It's, I mean, he's a good player. Don't don't get me wrong. He puts up stats. But the, if you've ever seen some mic'd up segments of this man, to me, when I'm thinking positivity, when I'm thinking that classic, like this guy brings the juice, I'm thinking of Dolphins defensive lineman Christian Wilkins. This guy is absolutely electric on his mic'd up segments. He's super goofy. Uh, he's just a ball of energy, and I, I I enjoy. I vibe with his vibe. So I'm going Christian Wilkins of the Dolphins. 
All right. This is one that I do have an opinion on because when I think of the positivity, the stuffing, just kind of you, you can't wait to hear what they have to say or see what they do. George Kittle kind of comes to mind there uh, just with his antics on the sideline. Um, but moving on, next we have something that is is one of those things. It's probably the one on this list that is kind of acceptable every weekend. Uh, dinner rolls, they're simple. They're elegant. But they allow you to be detailed. They can be used in many different ways. And yet they're such a simple thing. Gar, who's your uh, Swiss Army knife? The dinner roll of the NFL. Ooh, the Swiss Army knife. I mean, that obviously has to be CMC, right? Like, I think, you know, the Swiss Army knife, he's he's somewhat reliable. Sometimes those rolls go stale. Sometimes those rolls get moldy. Sometimes those rolls get soggy. But at the end of the day, he's so versatile. He can do so many things. I got to go CMC. I'm sorry, Gar, but if there's if there's fresh baked it like out of the oven dinner rolls, there's they're not going to go moldy on me. They're not even going to get cool on me. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing already... with you. Prime dinner rolls okay. is like prime CMC. I'm just saying okay. there is a dark side to CMC as well. Okay, okay. Uh, last on the list, we have something that for some odd reason you'll you'll probably be able to guess which side I fall on this. But for some odd reason, it is on every single table during Thanksgiving time. And nobody touches it. I don't know if it's just, if people do touch it, it must have the ability to regrow what has been taken from it because it is just an alien goop. Cranberry sauce. Gar, it's a very opinion. You have a very strong opinion one way or another, it seems, when it comes to this item. Who is Who are you very opinionated on when it comes to the NFL? Somebody that you know may not get the same opinion from other people. Um, I can think of a couple players, Josh, but certainly the last couple of years, a player I've avoided like the plague. Uh, they've had one good year. They had, you know, they're a, a one hit wonder. For me, it's got to be Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, I just, I've avoided him forever. Coming into this year, I considered it. I drafted him on one team. I've dropped him since. Miles Sanders is the cranberry sauce for me. All right. Now, and you Gar- said yours was Mike Evans. <laughs> Yeah, just because the one year I had him was his one year where he decided, yeah, he'll still get a thousand yards, but he's going to get five hundred in the last two weeks, <laughs> and you. doesn't matter throughout the rest of the season. Um, Gar, now I'm going to put you on the spot. We went over oh, God. seven different items here. Yep, rank them. Ooh, rank. All right, so am I ranking the players? Or am I ranking the actual Thanksgiving? Nope, food? the actual food. So turkey, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. I mean, gravies. I don't know why people consider it a separate thing. It's it's. I it's mean, for a lo- for a long time, I didn't like gravy. To be fair, I was a big butter taters kind of guy, so I I can understand gravy can that's, be I mean, controversial. That, that's kind of where I go too. So I don't consider it like its own food. So if you want to take that off and just go between cranberry sauce, dinner rolls, stuffing, green bean casse, mashed potatoes, and turkey, rank right. them. Number one, obviously stuffing. That's not even a question. I mean, I don't anyone who would think any differently is silly. Stuffing number one. Number two, we're going taters. Love me some taters. Again, I've I've only come around on gravy the last couple of years, so that'll be ranked a little bit lower. Number two, taters. Number three, I'm gonna go dinner rolls. Uh, because again, like Josh said, a freshly baked bitter roll, uh, dinner roll with some butter on there. That's why the B came out of my mouth. Because already thinking about that butter, I'd be throwing all over these dinner rolls. That's got to be number three. Number four, I'll go turkey. 
Um, not, not the white meat, not the dry ass, you know, so your aunt's been using the same sorry ass pan and oven and recipe for 20 years. You need a, some good, moist, dark meat, but good turkey is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's why it's a little bit further down the list. That's why it's number four. Number five, we're going to go with the green bean casserole. I've had some good ones. I've had some bad ones. It's just too unreliable and too inconsistent for me to appreciate it. I had some great, uh, uh, Wow will never listen to this, but big shout out to Wow. I had some green bean casserole over the weekend, um, that, uh, was of J of Jaywa's making and it was pretty good. So his would be ranked probably two or three. Um, then I, what was that? Five. So six would be gravy. And then, uh, cause again, I mean, it's good. I, you know, I, I'll definitely dump it on my plate these days, but historically I haven't been the biggest fan. And then last would be that cranberry sauce, Josh. I don't even want to rank it, but if you're going to force me. Jaywa's green bean casserole, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. What was it a Friendsgiving you? thing? It was. Yeah. Um, I would say that top of the list dinner roll. Oh, um, okay, Mr. Carr. Stuffing is stuffing up. Stuffing's up there as well. Um, then it's gonna go green bean casseroles. Three, uh, four is mashed potatoes. Five is turkey. Six is the napkin in which I use to uh, wipe everything off my face. I, I'd eat that before I touch the cranberry sauce. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, I appreciate that Gar's Gut segment, Josh. That was a good one. That was a very festive one. Uh, are we ready to get into the weekly recap here, my friend? I believe so. All right, Josh, what happened? Actually, no, you did a lot of talking. I'll start. We always start the uh, weekly recap with a little bit of grain of salt so you people know how we're doing our fantasy so you know whether or not you should listen to us. Josh, as I've done for the majority of the weeks this season, this is the one, two, three, four, five, six of 11th week. I've gone six and four. Six and four is my magic number. Um, again, too many losses at the top of the sheet. Don't like that. But six and four on the week, 74 and 36 on the year. So I'm batting six to three there. Or six seven three there, excuse me. Going down to the intellectual property, Josh Allen Bunker Incorporated. If I were to play every team in every league, I would have gone sixty-one and thirty this week. Um, I have uh, I've bitched about it every year. I'm gonna or every week I'm gonna bitch about it again. I got another loss in my most expensive league, the potential thousand-dollar winner league. Um, I have the most points for in that league. I am six and five. I also have the most fucking points against. I cannot catch a break. Uh, three of my four losses, I've been a top three score. Four of my five losses have been a top five score. I just, I can't, it's a 12-team league. I can't catch a break, Josh. These losses are coming fast and heavy, and I'm getting really unlucky, and it's starting to piss me off. I'm, I've fallen down the, the, the standings to fourth place um, with the most points for. Anywho, so yeah, I went 61 and 30 on the week, and then if I were to play all the teams all year, I would be 756 and 426, so that would be batting 6 I'd be batting 6-4, essentially. 6-4-0. So, not my best week, but it's certainly a nice bounce-back week. I'd been trending pretty far down the last couple weeks, and this was a nice little bounce-back week. How'd you do in fantasy this week, Josh? I went 7-2. Got wins against all the medians. I lost in uh, two... Uh, two of my dynasty leagues, the butt, sweat, and beers league against your team that's apparently trash yet scored the most points this week or second yeah, most second points. Most, please, thank you. Um, and then I got, I ran into Derek, and Derek must have been on a revenge tour because I think he put up 180 against me in the Hidden Oaks dynasty. <laughs> he sure did. Um, and then half my team got hurt before the game so, or like early in the game. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, so seven and two on the week. Um, 
against um, everybody using the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated. Um, I went uh, 45 and 21 for 68% win. Um, oh, and I guess overall I'm at 68.69%, uh, 68 and 31. Um, but my against everybody for the season, I'm 373 and 232, 61.65%. Not bad for a white guy. Uh, moving on to the FanDuel top three. Josh, you take the fucking crown. Um, I don't remember if this is the first, second, third time or whatever, but, you know, Josh, you're <laughs> killing it uh, in the FanDuel. I came in second, not too shabby, with 119.94. Levi Oki came uh, 115 in third place. Josh, I, I, I would, I'm never going to look back to fact check this, and the leagues are gone, so I'd have to just look at word notes. But I think this might be the first time ever. You and I have come in first and second. Genuinely, I might think, I think that's true, because usually you and I are pretty bad at this. So uh, shout yeah. out to the podcast host, dude. Moving on. Yeah, to shout the- out to Austin Eckler, too, who is my lowest scoring player, yet the most expensive one I picked up. <laughs> Uh, looking at the leaderboard, Cody stays up top. He actually he was in the top three, but he improved his lead. Uh, must have improved his bottom score by just enough. Um, he is now sitting at 670.44. He increased his lead by about seven points. Derek stayed at the same spot in second. He's at 662.8. And Josh, uh, you are in third place with 657.96, so basically 658. I know I'm less than a point and a half or two points behind you. It's a real close race. I know my lowest score is lower than your lowest score, so I'm hoping I can just pump up that floor. But right now, Josh, you're sitting in the money yet again. Alan Waltz, I know you guys are both players of the FanDuel Pod Play Along. Better uh, better pump those numbers up. Can't but uh, you like telling Josh and I about our bad takes, but here we are. Or Josh is in the top three. I'm fourth. Where are you guys at? Don't see you up here, so let's see what you can do. Um, speaking of bad takes, Walters, are you really going to stand by the fact that you think this cod is the best cod in the last four years? <laughs> when did he say that? Uh, he said it in Victoria's Secret, oh, but really? I know he can't rebut me unless he types something in, and I'm sure his fingers are typing fast and furious right now. <laughs> it's said, not even the best cod in 2023. Is there another cod in 2023? No. Well, anyways, Josh, um, this would be the point just the way, just the same way you pulled a bit of a topsy turn on me. Um, I'm going to pull a bit of a turn on you. Um, I feel slightly bad for Mika because we have ignored his question a little bit. Just just rapid fire, Josh. We can still address this next week since Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. Do you think Joe Burrow is injury prone or not? Just yes or no? No. All right. Uh, but anyways, uh, I even typed out the full notes as far as Josh knows. We are doing the Hogs at the Market segment, which we are not doing at all tonight. Uh, we are actually going – so hopefully you didn't put a lot of work into preparing for that, Josh. But we are going to do something else. We are going to do what uh, Al has dubbed Takesgiving. We've got uh, a little bit long. You know, we used to get voicemails, and we haven't asked for much fan interaction at all this year. We've just asked a couple times for, you know, a start sit or a buy sell or something. Um, but uh, because Anchor's not a thing anymore, it's now a, a podcast or Spotify for podcasters, we've got a bit of a lengthier voicemail. I think it's about four and a half minutes, but Al has blessed us, and we're going to hear what he has to say, and then, Josh, we're going to speak to it. So I don't know if you want to take notes or not, but let's see what. To Al has given us for his um, holiday cheer and his takes. Hey, Josh and Gar. Fan interaction has been down, so I decided to celebrate takes giving early and give takes to those who have given us takes all year, even if they've been kind of shit. Yeah, Boo. that's you guys. So without further ado, here are my takes. Starting off with a couple appetizers for you. Winning culture is more important than tanking for a higher pick. Somebody's got to pick 12th, guys. 
and it might as well be the Packers, right? It took me a while, but Jags are contenders. Everyone is debating Cousins or Dobbs, but why not both? That Hawkinson to Dobbs pitch on fourth and one very well could have been a soft launch to our two quarterback on the field system that would put Taysom Hill to shame. Is it too much to ask for, to go a full fantasy season without having to hear about a star player not caring about my fantasy team? I'm trying to leave a legacy over here. Walters is featured way too much on this pod. And now here's the panic man with the meat and potatoes of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I thought that I would have a few takes of my own here during this holiday season, so let's get down to it. After watching the games in week 11, I don't know which fan base is more desperate to have their team needs addressed. Is it the New York Jets fans begging for a quarterback not named Zach Wilson? Or is it the Kansas City fans pleading for a wide receiver who can catch a pass? From my perspective, it's the New York Jets, and it's not even close. This season, the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League eliminated the defense position, and it got me to thinking that all dynasty leagues should, at a minimum, remove the defense position and allow players to score points for kickoff and punt returns. I would even take it a step further and say that dynasty leagues should have at least one to two IDP slots so you can have the elements of defensive points in your matchups. In redraft leagues, team defenses are just fine. ESPN, Sleeper is kicking your ass in the ability to customize your fancy football league settings and more and more people keep going over to Sleeper. I hope you would rectify this problem and start getting leagues to come back to your platform because the UI in Sleeper is still hot garbage. After witnessing all of the quarterback injuries this season, I'd like to take the time to place all of the blame on the NFLPA. They lobbied so hard for their precious little quarterbacks to be able to go untouched while on the field and while in practice that they basically made all NFL quarterbacks fragile. And you may have seen other key contributors on your team suffer catastrophic injuries as well, and that's because the NFLPA thought it would be a good idea to eliminate padded practices in the offseason and shorten training camp to three and a half days. We need to rub some dirt on it, get back out there, and get back to what all NFL fans want to see. Big hits. He means tits. Hey, did you hear? Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating. I'm sure all of us have heard enough about it, and I just wanted to say that I think it's all a hoax. Taylor Swift needed more exposure to finally become a billionaire, and Travis wanted to get his podcast follower numbers to the moon and increase his jersey sales so that he could finally have enough money to build a house that makes Patrick Mahomes' house look like child's play. So you know what they decided to do? They drew up a contract to make it appear as if they were dating. So... If you hear somebody tell you that Travis will be stuffing more than the turkey this year at Thanksgiving, don't be afraid to push back and call BS on this mutually beneficial scam. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is by far the funnest Call of Duty game within the last four years. Period. MW19, Black Ops Cold War, Vanguard, Modern Warfare 2, they are all inferior to Modern Warfare 3. That's going to wrap up my Thanksgiving, and I hope that everybody else gets to enjoy the best season of all. Al, back to you. Thanks, Walt. I just wanted to uh, end this with 
a little takeout dessert, if you will. If there were a toilet bowl in the NFL, I would say the Falcons are the worst team. Feel free to comment on any of the takes today, but at bare minimum, I want the top five worst teams in the NFL as of right now from Josh and Gar. Go. P.S. There's still room on the Wolves bandwagon. <laughs> Thank you so much, Al and Walters, for the takes giving. Josh, of course, um, Al has asked us to transition right away into our bottom five quarterbacks to address his question. But even before that, um, quarterbacks or teams? I, I wasn't listening. Uh, I think it was bottom five teams. Uh, he also did ask the start sit question, which we'll address as well. Um, but um, we're not going to address every single take in there. Obviously, Walters is the king of bad takes. I'm not going to waste my breath addressing every single silly thing he says. But is there any take or a couple takes that stood out to you in particular that you're like, I have to address this, I have to rebut this? Or do you just want to, you know, any, anything stick out to you like that besides the Call of Duty one? I'm trying to remember. There was a lot. Uh, first off, thank you guys um, for for all that the unpack. Um, I will say, Al, um, I did not know that you'd be on the Timberwolves bandwagon. I figured that you were a true fan, um, but uh, I guess you learn something new every day. Um, unless you're driving that bandwagon, in which case, it's still a bandwagon. Um, overall, I'm trying to remember. Pad practice one. Who cares? Um, injuries happen. Um, I do think that I do think that you guys should waste a position and have a two QB system. Um, I feel like that would go over very well. Um, yeah, I guess Gar, what do you have? Maybe I'll remember something as we uh, go back to it. Um, I mean, I, I you know Walters definitely did talk about the T Swift Travis Kelsey thing. I mean, I addressed that. I'm not going to go pull up the tape, but I said that like within the first or second week that they had become, you know, public as they are being shipped as a couple, you know, obviously if it's a big marketing thing, it's genius. I'm not saying it's not genuine relationship because it looks pretty genuine um, from what I can tell. But uh, I don't know that Walters said anything novel there. I don't know that's a hot take that this could be a big marketing ploy for the two. Um, and that's been addressed by many people. So I'll diminish that Walters take. Um, and I also thought the, I didn't, you know, I didn't have much against what Al said. I think it was the Walters take that because we're practicing less, all the players in the leagues are soft or quarterbacks are soft i think that's a another silly take i don't know i that's how i feel about that yeah all right josh we'll move on then to um the bottom five teams of the league this was prompted in the chat you already put yours in the discord so i guess i'll let you go first um do you feel confident in that list do you want to elaborate on anything you said i think it's a, not you know i think it's a pretty good list but any you know i guess do you want to explain why you picked those teams in your bottom five yeah, I mean Carolina obviously hasn't they they have won one game now. They're they just have no weapons. They have nobody. Like their defense is supposed to be okay, but they're they just have no offense. If Adam Thielen is I addressed it earlier on early in the season, I think like week two of the rhyming wrap up. If Adam Thielen's your wide receiver one, you're gonna have a hard time. Yes, he's a Minnesota favorite. He's he's good. You or he was good, I should say. Um, but he was barely pushing that um able to be a wide receiver one on a team um when he was in minnesota um that's why they had Diggs and jefferson and so it it is one of those things like uh, yikes he has nothing around him and then miles sanders you already talked about him earlier so i won't go into whole, whole whole lot of detail on him um next new england um they are yeah they're bad bill bill's checked out um he wants that all-time win record but he's probably gonna have to 
at this rate, he's going to have to play for five, six more years. Um, Arizona, they're next. Uh, Kyler's back. Uh, that's great. Uh, he failed to convert on three fourth down um, conversions at the end of their game. Um, so no, no chemistry, no practice. He's obviously, I mean, he's playing better than he usually has. And that's because this year's cod is trash. So he hasn't been playing it. Um, after that giants, Danny DeVito's cousin, I don't even know son is quarterback. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But Brian Dayball, um, I, I send a meme in the chat. Um, you can flip his head upside down and it's still a, a head. Um, hilarious. He's just a meme in his own. Um, and then after that, the Titans, kind of a spicy take there, but they're not very good. Mainly because I had their kicker and I watched as they just failed to put up any points. Um, I do think Falcons are, I don't know if they're the worst team in the NFL, but they're probably the worst team to watch in the NFL. Besides, I mean, the Jets is just a fire. So watching the Jets is actually kind of entertaining if you like to dooms watch. Uh, but the Falcons are just boring. So, Gar, do you have any takes? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, Al said he thinks the Falcons are the yeah the Falcons are the worst. I'm with you. I'm with on the Panthers bandwagon, and that's obviously they have some good pieces. Like Bryce Young should be good, hopefully uh, not this year, but hopefully next year. Um, you know, Adam Thielen probably has another year or two in him. They have a couple other exciting players. I can't think off the top of my head, but um, I think they're uh, what is it? Brian Burns is that the right player? Anyways, um, but Frank Reich's got to go, and if Frank Reich's around another year, that's that's going to be a messy organization. Um, I think the Cardinals will figure it out. So I'm not I'm not with you there. I do think Billy B is fully gone. That the Patriots team is going to be torn down. Um, so they're my 31st in the league right now. Um, Billy B, I think, will go on to another team and have a little bit of success, maybe get that win record, but I agree. Patriots, as is, are done. Next for me, I think I'll go with the Commanders. Ron Rivera has checked out. Who knows what they're going to do there? New ownership group, a lot of uncertainty. Certainly Sam Howell looks exciting. Uh, They have plenty of exciting players on that team, but right now, um, if you're looking at the head coach, um, that gives me a lot of question marks, and I think they're going to... um, flirt with obscurity more often than not as long as that culture doesn't change so i think that's a big that's a big problem for the commanders at the moment i'm with you on the titans obviously uh kind of in a reverse i think their team is just bad i think maybe their gm needs to go or something i love rabel there's no question i love rabel obviously some of those hard-nosed defensive guys can go stale um just the same way zimmer did but i don't think uh rabel has has um out outlived his welcome just yet i think uh, i think he just needs a better team around him um derrick henry's about to be out running 10 about to be out it's about to be a whole new titans within the next year or two and then what would this be 28th i don't know who would go for for 28th maybe the bears um i don't know who's their head coach right now is it eberflus i i don't know what to think about that team but yeah eberflus um i'm not sure if rabel has gm control or not i genuinely don't know i think he does um is that new i feel like they just fired a gm either during the last off during the season last year or um or in the offseason coming into this year so i believe that's a new thing but i could be wrong i'm not staking my reputation on that but those are my bottom five teams again the worst team was the carolina panthers frank reich is just not it um Josh, uh, we're obviously already over on time, but looking at those quarterbacks, do you like we're only addressing the start sit right now because uh, Brock plays on Thursday? Do you like Brock versus Seattle, Tua versus the Jets, or Kyler versus the Rams? (sighs) 
Um, I think that uh, 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 the Jets, I mean, the Jets' defense kind of scares me. Josh Allen just had a decent game, and this is another division game, so who knows um, how it's going to go. Um, they'll have the ball a lot because the Jets' offense is going to be run by the human cigar, Tim Boyle. Um, and Brock, Brock's been hot the past few weeks after the bye, so that would be a very tempting play. Um, just because of he's he's got that hot hand, and then Kyler, I think he has a more favorable matchup. It's a good ask. Uh, personally, I I guess I would go. I would go Brock. I think that that game has more potential to be kind of not a shootout, but it'll be closer than the. Um, well, Kyler Rams is probably going to be pretty close too. So I would go Brock, Kyler, Tua. Um, I'm I think I'd go Tua, Brock, Kyler. I mean, I, uh, I mean that's a tough one. I, oof, I don't know, honestly. That's that is a toughie. Maybe I'd go Tua, Kyler, Brock. I think Tua just has the biggest home run potential. Um, I think Tua has the highest ceiling of the three, just based on that the the good offense that the Dolphins have, even if they're playing a good defense with the Jets. I mean, Tim Boyle, I think will falter. So I'm going Tua, and then Kyler. I think he's been putting in some rushing production already. Um, kind of upset he doesn't seem to have the chemistry he used to have with Hollywood Brown. Hopefully that comes around. And then Brock. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, those do I. Division games are tough for me. All three of these are division games, and I just I don't know. Tua to me has the highest ceiling, so that's what I'd go. Um, lastly, Josh, I assume your question or your answer is going to be really quick to this. We'll say this and then get out of here. Um, do you ever um, give consideration to what your opponent's lineup is when you're setting your own lineup? Occasionally, and that's usually when I make the most mistakes. Okay, really? I guess what I guess I just assumed your answer would be no, um, but maybe I shouldn't have thought that. I guess what do you what are what are some consider- considerations you have? Um, I mean, really, it's just. Yeah, truthiness. No, um, I guess if I have, like, sometimes if I'm debating on two running backs and they have the defense that they're going against, I'll toss the running back in that, you know, is going up against that defense because their score essentially could lower their points. Um, the correlation. Yeah. And so that's one of the things. Um, but as far as like pass catchers and things, same thing. Like, if I have a two right, two wide receivers that I, I need to toss it in my flex and they have the quarterback for one. I'll toss the one that, you know, if it's just a kind of a literally a coin flip, that's what it's going to be. Is it going to be the one that if it, if the pass, if he's catching passes from my opponent's quarterback, then yeah, that's probably going to be the one that I toss in. All right. I feel it. Uh, for me, I never, ever get a consideration. I don't, you know, I mean, obviously sometimes there's just going to be stacks. Sometimes you have the quarterback to their receiver. Sometimes you have the receiver, to their quarterback, that sorts of things. I've, I genuinely don't consider that at all. I just set my lineup and then the matchup plays out how it is. Um, you know, we always joke about, you know, having all these points, I guess got to play better fantasy defense, but I guess the way I see it, my line or what they do with their team is completely out of my control. And maybe it makes me a bad fantasy player, but I've never considered it once. Maybe I should, but I just, I just set my lineup to the best of my ability and hope for the best on any given Sunday. Um, yep. As far as, so going back to Al starts it, I looked it up on sleeper and in the champions branch out league, which I know is wonky scoring system. So it's probably not the best one, but it's the first one that I pulled up. Um, Tua and Brock are literally 0.1 points away from each other. So Brock has 255.2 and Tua has 255.1. Um, 
so they're very close um, as far as just overall points go. Yeah, it's a different scoring system, but it is going to be um, Brock has 18 pass touchdowns, five interceptions, two has 21 and eight. Um, both. Oh, the pass rating thing is weird, but um, Brock missed a couple games with the concussion or he left early. Um, he also has more rush touchdowns, but um, yeah, so those kind of toss it between those two. Kyler's way down there because he stinks. I mean, his his, his average per game's got to be pretty good. He put up, I know he has 100, rush, 100 rushing yards and a touchdown, I think, in this first game. So, anywho, we're about to hit 45 minutes. We got to get the hell out of here. But again, we thank you so much, Al and Walters, for the free content. I know you guys are a bit of. Uh, podcast orphans at the moment and we appreciate you bringing your talents and your consideration and your time and your effort to the hidden oaks overdose football fix uh we appreciate you as listeners we appreciate you as uh contributors um josh do you want to go ahead and say go packers or do you want to say anything you're thankful for since uh oh and also we'll be broadcasting on friday morning instead of saturday morning because i have to go out of town um josh and i both have friday off so we're going to do our um preview show on friday morning but uh josh anything you're thankful for this year anything you want to shout out or just want to hit go packers and leave um i'm thankful for the opportunity to podcast with my friend garlic um jeez. Oh, i'm also thankful for the fact that i got nine fingers so it'll be a little bit more of a competition when it comes to a turkey bowl on thursday oh, it makes it right. even for you guys um probably gonna have to cut off a couple more to make it even more equal um i'm gonna be running seam routes on you all day um at least once and then probably get too tired to continue um no i'm 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 gonna say go packers and i'm gonna go watch bye bye barry all right thank you everyone for listening we love you we're thankful for you goodbye go packers